True stories of history's forgotten detectives from across the 20th century. This is Duotang Chesterfield's Mystery Theater! Good evening, dear diary. Today's theme, superstition. A virulent weed. Each time we cut it back, more crawls forth, often in the corners of one's own backyard. Permit me to set the scene. West Sherfordshire, many miles northwest from the lights of Liverpool. Access is by horse-drawn cart. The population scarce scrapes triple digits. So why should any man, myself most of all, allow himself to be dragged into this isolated gasp of Archaea? Professor Alls? Yes? Hello? You'd be Olivia Doddridge. I wonder if we might disembark somewhere less muddy. Afraid it's all mud, sir. All mud, is it? All mud, sir. And poison oak. And so. One moment. Storm's brewing, sir. We'd best. Yes, and so it's frightfully important for me to put doggy wellies on my doggy's doggy feet. Now, will you give me one moment? Some weeks ago, in my perusal of morning papers, I'd come across a singularly bizarre paragraph which made mention of the town. Specifically, one Eustace Fairgood, a resident thereof, who was soon to stand trial for witchcraft in 1911. I managed to make contact with Miss Fairgood's court-appointed defender, fellow resident Olivia Doddridge, who confirmed the story. My commitment to truth and reasonableness surmounted my dislike of horrid, dirty places, and so I cancelled our existing holiday plans and accepted the proffered invitation to weigh in. I appreciate your making the trip. But a letter probably would have done. Nonsense. A woman's... You are not kidding about the poison oak. A woman's life is on the line. Sorry about the oak. We keep cutting it back, but back it comes. Ruining old Paul's cabbage farm, it is. Young Paul's, too, come to that. As for Miss Fairgood, well, you should know she will be found guilty. Poppycock. Any one of a thousand arguments could utterly annihilate this witchcraft nonsense. You must understand, we're a simple and traditional folk. We believe in a hard day's work a vengeful god, and that math is the devil's masturbatory aid. We're all expecting you'll do more for the prosecution. But this is a sheer mockery of justice. No, sir. Better. It's divine justice. Just a friendly warning. I keep your vocation private while you're here. Last man accused of public mathematics is at the bottom of Mud Lake. I'm sorry. So if I've got one apple and I add another apple, exactly how many apples do people figure I've got? Jesus. Perhaps I can still catch the cart. Oh, don't fret. They'll be back for you after the sentence is passed. Pages and pages of witch trials in the books. Everyone guilty, everyone dead. We're pride not a sin. We'd be proud of that record. Now, let's get you out of the rain. I was deposited at a squalid inn while Olivia caught up with third late evening mass. Despite my reservations, it was good to sit by a warmer fire and drink a strong tea. More tea, Ficus? Yes, you do like tea, you dear boy. We've exhausted this argument. You know, I feel optimistic despite myself. The overturning of this prearranged verdict might be the first stone in an avalanche of enlightenment. Think of it. We might be these Neanderthals ticket out of the Dark Ages. You're a mixed meta. For pity's sake, boy, you needn't be so negative. I know it's not the paradisiacal vacay we dreamed of, but we may well be standing on the cusp of a miniature epoch. Nonsense. When has anything ever gone wrong? The next morning, I was led by Olivia to the village jail. At the lowest level, in the dankest cell, I came face to face with my self-appointed charge, Eustace Fairgood, supposed witch. 
I'll be back in a bit to fetch you, Professor. Oh, and I suppose we might go over our line of defense then, Miss Fairgood. You black old bride of Satan. I see. You're just leaving me alone with this supposedly dangerous woman? Well, thing is, if she wanted, and you best believe she does, she could use her arcane magics to let herself out, kill you, and incinerate the old town. So, nothing we could do anyhow. And why doesn't she do that? She's crafty, sir. Wants us to think she's one of us. To what end, Olivia? So we'll let her out, of course. <laughs> Call yourself educated. Yeah. Miss Fairgood, my name is C.H. Arles. I'm a professor of maths and boringness at Cambridge University, and I'm here to rescue you. Hello, Professor. This is my dog, Ephiacus. He's a good boy and is similarly here to rescue you. Hello, doggy. Now, the charge is witchcraft, but what did you do to incur it? Oh, right. Well, I'm to chapel with the gals. Prudence say we're fit to be late. I say no, it's half past most. We carry in a time. Prudence say, now, how'd you know that, Eustace? I said, no, what, Prudence? She said, no, what time it was, with no clock about. And I say, looked at me clock before we left. Says, ten, just. We walked almost twenty minutes, little breath of air, and they all shrieked, witch, witch. Of course, they did come out of the woodwork. Sanderson say, oh, that boil from February, that was Euston's too. Thompson say, oh, Euston's put the spell on me, made me unfaithful to my dear sweet wife the last eight years. On and on. Lots of she give me a rash. They love that. Easy target I am. I've always been a bit of a black sheep. Only went to church 12 times a week, plus being a teenager, sometimes I uh, experimented with... Um... Uh, girls? Addition. Right, well, this is despicable and I'll see an end to it. We'll systematically disprove each accusation if I'm here all day. Nah. No? No, nah, it's no good. Why not? I'm a witch. Real witch, I mean. No, you're not. Yeah. No, but... No! Yeah, taint you as magic to tell time or hand out boils or let Thompson dip his wick, but I'm a witch. White witch, you know. Nature, herbs, goddess. But that's absurd. This whole supernatural make-believe... It's not... Tis! You're a maths man, just like the numbers. Snot! Tis! You take the messy world and use numbers to make sense of her, I'm doing the same. Well, I doubt that she'll sway your accusers. We'll disprove what we know about and you'll simply have to recant. Nah. Mrs. Fairgood, they're going to kill you! You probably think they're all silly giblets with their church and their Jesus and their baby Jesus. You've no idea. They're silly giblets. I'm a silly giblet. Who says who's got to recant? The ones with the noose. That's the world you want, is it? Me ma said stand up to bullies since I was bullied in Sunday school by wee Jeremiah and Obadiah. Stood up, standing up. And where are we, Jeremiah and Obadiah now? Judge and prosecutor in my case. Rather, my point. They'll kill me, but I won't recant. They want me to do what the big man in the sky says. Well, I'm about up to here with men telling me what to do. Right, well, here's what you're going to do. Say nothing, sit tight, you're exasperating and I don't like you. But it's injustice all the same, and I'll fight it to the last, with or without your help. You mind checking up on me, lad? You don't have a son. He's a good boy. Just like to know he's looked on. Asked Olivia, but I don't trust that woman. Yes, yes, all right. Ready to push on, Professor? She has a son. And... And she's a witch. Begging your pardon, sir, but I could have told you that. I asked Olivia to bring me to Eustace's home, a shack in the sparse and muddy wood. On the way, we poured over a thick sheaf of accusations, clarifying the immensity of my task. Another one blaming her for ankle rash. Who is Paul Pennant? Cabbage farmer, sir. With ankle rash. He and half the town, evidently. Yes, sir. 
But oh, we do love Paul, on account of also loving cabbage. She'll hang for that one. I'm sorry, were you planning at any point during your appointment as defense attorney to defend Miss Fairgood? Not if I can help it. No? No. Grown rather fond of living. Here. Hello? H- Horatio, is it? Horatio Fairgood, are you in there? Hello, Miss Doddridge. Hello, sir. Hello, doggy. This is Professor C.H. Arles. He sort of, uh, wedged himself into your mother's trial. Ye spawn of black elves. What's he up to, Horatio? What are those buckets? Oh, soaking me hands and feet, sir. Been plucking poison oak. Gotta look after the place where Ma's gone. You dear boy, where's your father? Lording over the damned, Mr. Arles. Buried, sir. May I see your hands and ankles, Horatio? You see this, Olivia? Rash. Sir? So? More than half the charges levied against Miss Fairgood have been for ankle rash. Sir? So? Horatio, you said you've been out plucking poison oak all morning? Yes, sir. Sir? So? I... Olivia, her accusers will be in attendance tomorrow, yes? Including that Paul fellow? Has been so far. Get me on that stand. Then you can just wash your hands of this whole taking an innocent life affair. How's that? You've been to see me, ma, sir? Yes, just now, Horatio. Oh, I miss her terrible. You think she'll come home? I'd truly like to say so, Horatio, but in this town and with these people... Well, however optimistic I choose to be, no, I I can't in good conscience say she will ever be coming home. It's not me, you understand. It's simply the statistics of the situation. (laughs) You think Mars? Going up to heaven, sir? Uh, I, uh... Well, if we're being... I mean, for the sake of your feelings, I... No. No, I'm sorry, Horatio, but the best scientific evidence indicates that death is a complete shutdown of the central nervous system, including consciousness, and only the deep darkness of eternity awaits. It will be akin to the time before she was born, you see. No understanding or or experience, a a state of non-existence defined only by her absence from it. No, 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 don't don't cry. I'm so bad with children. Listen, Horatio, I... Yeah. Assuming heaven did exist in the Judeo-Christian context, you do understand that your mother's practice of witchcraft would preclude her entrance into it, yes? She'd be thrown into the lake of fire to burn for all eternity under the exquisite torture of Satan himself, so... So doesn't non-existence sound lovely by comparison? (laughs) I'm sorry, Horatio. If if I stay, I'm liable to just say something worse. I promise, however, that I shall do everything in my power to help your mother, you poor boy. And if the worst should happen, you should know that, when hanged, the fall usually breaks the neck and ends all physical sensation in a snap. There's no pain. The violent convulsions and excretions of the body are a reflexive muscular... Damn it, I'm doing it again. Yes, yes, I'm going. I know he's a demon half-blood, Professor, but you are a cruel man. Olivia... Get me on that stand. Duotang Chesterfield's Mystery Theater will be back after this. Hi, I'm Paul Penance, and oi, you like cabbage? Of course you do. Everyone likes cabbage. You want some of this here cabbage? Folks around here love cabbage, and that's why I farm cabbage. They love my cabbage so much, I don't got enough cabbage to go around. I literally do not have enough cabbage. They keep begging for more cabbage. I tell them I can't grow no more cabbage. Now you come in asking me for cabbage, I ain't got enough cabbage for you. 
You keep away from my cabbage. And now, back to the show. Church bells stung me from a troubled sleep at dawn. Ephicus, Olivia, and I walked Houston to the courthouse. I won't infuriate you with the details of the trial, dearest diary. Suffice it to say the proceedings were just... Yeah. But at long last, I was given my turn to speak. The court is forced to recognize Professor C.H. Arles, who teaches devilry and sodomy at... uh, maths and boringness. That's potato potato. Point of order before we begin, Jeremiah. As you like, Obadiah. Professor, what were your whereabouts last Sunday? Sunday? I, I don't know. My office, I suppose? Let the record show that the witness said something other than church, and therefore all that flows from his deceitful lips is excrement. So noted. Professor, proceed. Yeah. To address every accusation against Ms. Fairgood individually would be an exercise in futility. Instead, I wish to choose an exemplar case and extract from its reassessment that pillar of justice, reasonable doubt. Is there a Mr. Paul Penance in the room? Hey, that's me. Your occupation, sir? Cabbage farmer. And you've accused Ms. Fairgood of? Ankle rash, sir. Mr. Penance, how is your farm doing? Yeah, not so well. Poison oak strangles it. Poison oak, indeed. And tell me... What does poison oak do when one comes in contact with it? Gives you rash. And if you were accidentally to walk through a patch, where would that rash be? Say ankles. Aha! Ah. Anyone? Don't you see? Why must we assume that Ms. Fairgood cast some spell on poor Mr. Penance? Even if we allow for the possibility of this hocus-pocus nonsense, the fact remains that an accidental brush with poison oak is also plausible. And that, in this accusation, and all others, casts reasonable doubt on her guilt. No. No? No, if it was poison or it was her that put it there on account of being that she's a witch! Witch! She's a witch! Any more questions, Professor? Yes, just the one. Can you bloody superstitious ninnies be anything but bloody ignoramuses for one bloody second in your whole holier-than-thou holes of lives? At that point, dear diary, I made a laborious and rather awkward exit. Ephicus and I spent a cold afternoon strolling the village's poison oak and mud-soaked paths, while just a few paces away, terrible injustice was wrought. We stood powerless against it, powerless and wet, and muddy, and with itchy ankles I hit this place. Sentencing was scheduled to be the next morning, and I decided I'd see this through to the bitter end. But I begged Olivia for one more favor first. Horatio deserved a last chance to speak with his mother. The lad was stalwart the whole way down to Miss Fairgood's cell, but once the two were separated by naught but iron bars, I could see his facade start to crack. Lo, son. Lo, ma. Getting on all right? Most days. Keeping the house neat. Fixing what's broke. There's a good lad. Been reading to myself, but... It's not the same. Oh, dear. I try to sing myself your lullabies, but they come out wrong and hurt my tummy to hear them. Oh. I miss your singing, Ma. It made me warm. There, there, my boy. And I miss you holding me tight. I tried holding the poison out, but it was loose and cold and made me go red. Well, of course it did, you daft, sweet child. For pity's sake, I can't hear any more. Miss Fairgood, how can you let this continue? Pride is pride, but... Think of your son! I am thinking of him. Last thing he's gonna see is his mum as she stood up. 
But it doesn't have to be the last thing. Now you're as daft as me daft, poison oak, hugging lad. You look right at me with those beady, bespectacled eyes of yours and tell me true. If I recant, will they let me live? No, they won't. Right then. You're a kind man, worrying so. But I seen the books. Fifty-nine ladies being hung before me. They all tried. I'll make it at even sixty. Oh! What? You did... Addition. If this is holy work, then I'd rather be in the company of my fifty-nine sisters, because this godfellow is a scheming, nasty brute. Yes, he is, Miss Fairgood. Yes, he is. But I can scheme, too. And if there's one rule by which I have lived my life, it is that I have always been smarter than God. I need but one more thing of you, Miss Fairgood. What's that? Point me to a bakery. Dawn rose low and misty. The procession into the courthouse had already taken on a funeral gait. Jeremiah was swift in his pronouncement. Miss Fairgood, will you approach the bench? (coughs) Miss Fairgood, the court has weighed the evidence against ye, and the case for your defense fairly presented by Olivia Doddridge. I love God! Let the record reflect that Olivia loves God. Miss Fairgood, it is the opinion of this court that you have wed the devil himself and practiced his dark magics on literally every person in this village. Some more than once. Oi, just last night, you made me get pissed drunk and relieve myself on the steps of the chapel. What'll you do when you can't blame your bladder on me, Jeremiah? Without you, the troubles will cease. Or by pure coincidence, someone else will have with the devil, etc. Ah, you're gonna run out of gals. The punishment for your crimes is quite clear. Today you shall be hung by the neck until dead. Or until lawfully divorced from aforementioned devil. And we shall be rid of the curse of ye. Excuse me, please. You again? Me again. And if you do not hear me out, you risk committing a crime against God himself. Those are strong words, Professor. I hope for your sake you can back them up. Otherwise, the word of our merciful Lord says I need to flay you alive over hot coals. Indeed. I... All right, give me one moment. I'm going to need to turn my back on everything I've ever held dear and sacred for this to work. Okay. I'm not surprised by your verdict, sir. It would seem, from your perspective, to be fair and just. This woman has been responsible for many supernatural occurrences about your town. Yeah, like my pissing on the church. She made me steal your goat, Francis. She made me kill all your chickens because he stole my goat, John. But she's a fine old goat. Indeed. But let me offer an alternative possibility. We've been through all this, Professor. You say it all done naturally, but... Not naturally. Saintly, Lee. Awful close to taking the Lord's name in vain, Professor. That's a flaying. The only division between a witch and saint is in the definition of a miracle. Rashes and stolen goats ain't miracles. No, and I'm willing to bet that you'll twist just about any example I could come up with to be witchcraft instead. But what if I used an example for which that was impossible? That's been my trouble this whole time, arguing with you while we proceeded from a fundamentally different understanding of truth. Me from 
you know, truth, and you from a book with a silly talking snake. So, Jeremiah, was Jesus a witch? Blasphemy! No would have done it. Uh, right, we've at last located an absolute. Jesus performed bona fide miracles. Here's one I like, the feeding of the multitudes. Because when you're feeding multitudes, your mouth's too full for platitudes. You're hungry? Here's some lovely loaves and fish, neat and tidy. We all agree. That Jesus, our Lord and Savior, performed a miracle by multiplying the scant available food into a feast for 5,000? Yes! Now will you get to your point? I'm glad to hear you say that, because I just happen to have some loaves here. And I intend to prove that Ms. Fairgood has been misdiagnosed as a witch. She is, in fact, a saint. That's a load, I'm a witch. Ms. Fairgood, that's not helping. Jeremiah? Rabble? How many loaves have I here in my left hand? Two. Good. And in my right? One. I am, in fact, impressed. Very good. Now, I'm going to hand these loaves to Ms. Fairgood. Ms. Fairgood, if you could just hold out both hands and I will place them just... So? Now, this is critical. How many loaves? If you need a... Three. Yes, well, anticlimactic, but there you are. Three. But... Hold on now. Hey, three is bigger than, than one or two. It is. Very good, Francis. Have a loaf. Saint. 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 Well, Jeremiah, judgment in the end rests on you. Do you declare the feeding of the multitude's witchcraft, or...? I... Uh, I... Uh, God bless her, she's a saint! No, I'm not. I'm a witch. A saint! The patron saint of West Jefferfordshire! By the Lord's great mercy, we've got a saint! We'll be famous! Shut it, your tits, I'm a witch! Oh, glorious day! Let us celebrate by interpreting absurd allegories from the Old Testament literally! That was four weeks ago, dearest diary. But recently, I've had cause to think back to my time in West Chirfordshire. You see, I've just received a letter. Lo, Professor, story I've not written. That were a prickish thing you did. But I thank you for it. My lad thanks you too. Things is changing here, slow. Lots of mud. So you gotta take small steps. Paving the road soon. Come visit sometime. Yours, St. Fairgood the White. P.S. Almost forgot. No more poison oak. The buggers kept clipping the leaves back to stay it. I said, you buggers, you don't clip the leaves. You plunge your hand in the muck and you rip out the root. And they say, it stings. I say, yeah, it stings. It stings like hell. But then, no more poison oak. So, that's something. Oh. Oh. First edition and now, heavy-handed metaphor. Oh, Fiacus, there is perhaps hope for this wicked world yet. The Trial of Eustace Fairgood was written by Joseph Beebe. 
C.A. Charles and Obadiah were played by Leet Stetson. On the way, we poured over a shick, a shick thief. He stole my razor. Ophiuchus was played by Grace Smith. Houston's Fairgood was played by Rebecca Russell. Olivia Dodderidge was played by Kayla Whalen. Oh my god, please help me. Horatio, Jeremiah, and Paul Penance were played by Joseph Beebe, with special guest star Leet Stetson as your narrator. You get a loaf! You, everybody gets a loaf! Do It Hank Chesterfield's Mystery Theater is produced by Joseph Beebe and Theater Doubletake. Do It Hank Chesterfield wants to know, have you ever wanted to testify in a court of law? Specifically, have you wanted to testify that you were with Do It Hank Chesterfield on the evening of June 24th, 2013? Let us know by investigating us on the web at doatangmysteries.com. And don't forget to rate us on iTunes.